Hello and welcome to the podcast. Today I'm going to do something a little bit different. You know, on this past week on Sunday was it was Father's Day. And for those of you who have been following along for a while, you know that I have a toxic father and I've been no contact with him now for about two years. And, you know, holidays like Father's Day are always difficult, right, for those of us who are navigating toxic family members. You know, even if you you really have your boundaries super firm and you maintain them, you, know, you get all this messaging from society that says, you know, celebrate dad. Dad is so great. All dad should be appreciated. <laughs> kind of sitting there going like, mm, I don't think you understand. <laughs> All right, so these can be just really upsetting. Um, even in the best of times, they're upsetting. I had a little bit of a extra bonus uh, for this Father's Day. Um, I'm not in contact with my father at all, but for some complicated reasons, he still has the ability to communicate with my partner. And um, according to my partner, he he reached out, and you know, he was trying to say it's Father's Day. Let's be back in touch. Yay. And uh, I didn't read it, right? I have that that boundary there so that my partner, um, who is not triggered by my father, my partner is able to kind of filter those things so I don't get as triggered, I don't get as caught up in the thing. So pro tip, if you have a resource like a partner or a trusted friend or something where you can kind of filter things, that might be a strategy you want to try out. But you know, okay, so this this message did get to me or get, you know, somewhat to me through my through my partner's verbal reports on what my father had said. And, you know, of course, I'm not going to modify my no contact boundary. I'm especially not going to modify my no contact boundary on uh, because of an artificial holiday that, you know, my my country, my community has decided to to acknowledge. So, you know, that there's no doubt in my mind that the boundary is going to stay firm. But, you know, there's this question of uh, do we respond? Like, what, what do we do in that situation? And, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm aware after working with so many of you lovely folks that I'm not the only one that kind of faces these, these difficult, these difficult moments when it comes to the holiday, when it comes to, having a toxic parent reach out to you despite having these firm boundaries. And so what I wanted to talk about today was just like how to do kind of a post-holiday debrief, right? So in my particular situation, you know, it would be easy to feel overwhelmed by the fact that, you know, my father once again has made an attempt to violate a boundary that I have established in order to protect myself. It would be easy to feel really overwhelmed by that. But I think it's really important when these kinds of things happen. It's really important in general, if you have toxic family after a holiday, to really take a moment and check in with yourself. So I've got, you know, three questions here that I like to ask myself after I've experienced any holiday. Now, obviously, I do this little debrief when I've had a rough holiday, right? When, when we've got a toxic parent reaching out to me um, in some capacity, of course I'm gonna do this kind of debrief then because it's very alive in my mind. But even on those holidays that are going smoother, 
for example, Christmas uh, this this past year during the pandemic, you know, it was it was difficult because the pandemic was happening. We were losing a lot of life. Um, a lot of people were just, you know, getting taken out by the pandemic. Um, so that part was difficult. But in terms of my immediate family, which is really just my partner, we had a lovely Christmas. It was great. We didn't have any drama. We didn't have any toxic people coming at us. And on Christmas, I just tried to live in that moment. I just wanted to take it in and feel so good and connected with my partner and the life that I'm building. But after Christmas, even though that went really well, I still wanted to do this kind of debrief. And that, that might feel a little weird, right? Because isn't it like the goal, the goal as survivors of toxic people that we can just go back to living our lives, right? We can just go and have the kind of ordinary existence that we, we've wanted, one that's free of drama, one where we feel peaceful. We want to get to that stage. And it's possible, right? I had this Christmas and this Christmas would have been radically different if I hadn't set those boundaries with my father who still lives nearby. It would have been way different too if I hadn't set those boundaries with my mother 12 years ago and gone no contact with her. So I think it's really important when we do have those moments as survivors of toxic people to celebrate the holiday or the experience where we can be free of the drama. So don't need to do any debriefing necessarily on the day of, but I think it's good for those of us who've had these experiences to at some point after the actual holiday to really check in. So here are the three questions I use when I do this checking in process. All right, so the first question how was this year better than past years? Okay, so this one's especially important if you just had a bit of a rough rough go of Father's Day, you had a rough go of the holiday. You know, how how is this one different from the past? And hopefully how was it better than the past? Right? So it was problematic for me this year that my father reached out to me. But, you know, an immediate way it was better is that went to my partner. It didn't come directly to me, which gave me some distance to breathe and it avoided triggering my CPTSD. Right. So that's one way it was better. Another way it was better is that I wasn't, you know, caught up in doing something ridiculous that my father would typically ask for on Father's Day right? My, my father in particular has mobility issues. So, you know, when he would want us to go do things, he would often, you know, ask us to help him do something that was not, you know, easily fitting in with the mobility challenges that he had. And he would usually be like mad at us, uh, at me and my partner, because he couldn't do the things the way, you know, he could when he was in his 20s. So, you know, that's happened in some years, not, not that long ago. Right. So that another way it was better for me this year is that, you know, I didn't have to deal with that. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't have that drama. I was able to have a pretty ordinary day kind of day that I, I want for me in my life on this father's day. So definitely better. Now this next question asks us, how could it be better in future years? Right. So this is sort of pushing us to think about, okay, you know, we're making progress. Our first question, we're pointing out what's already better. Now we need to take a moment and think about where do we want to go from here? 
what could realistically make this better? So in, in my situation, right, it obviously would have been better for me if my father had not reached out to my partner and discussed my, the, the boundary, trying to ask me to violate my boundary. It would be better if that didn't happen. Now, in my situation, there's a bunch of stuff that would have to happen in order for us to get to the point where my father would not have access to, to communicating with my partner. Right. So right now that channel has to be open because of some background financial things, because of some background safety things um, with my, my father's current situation. Now, obviously, I'm not going to be able to change my father's situation. So I don't want to focus on like, well, if dad was a different person, that would make things better in the future. If dad got help, that would make things better in the future. I don't control my toxic parent right? You probably don't control your toxic parent. So we, we don't want to focus here on the things that are completely out of our control because, you know, we can always imagine a world where, you know, the people we love didn't, didn't have these kinds of problems. We can imagine that world, but we just, we don't live. We do not live in that world, right? We live right here, right now in this world. And in this world, uh, my father's toxic. That's how it goes. So what I want to focus on is like, well, what could I do to eventually in future years and future Father's Days, what could I do to try to make the situation even better than what I had this year? And right, uh, some obvious things for me would be if I could, if I could alter the financial situation right? Then maybe this wouldn't be so necessary. If I could maybe outsource that communication channel. So rather than having my partner do it, maybe I could um, assign that to a trusted friend, which would give some more distance. My father would be less likely to reach out to that trusted friend. So, you know, when, when we're thinking, how could it be better in future years? We've got to be a little bit creative. We got to, you know, imagine what could I realistically do? And, you know, this question's importantly phrased, how could it be better in future years, right? It's important to acknowledge that this stuff isn't going to happen overnight, right? We're not going to just like magically be able to sort out everything just at the, you know, at the snap of my fingers, right? It, it's it's a long-term process. So this, this holiday uh, for me was much better than some previous versions of this holiday, there was one major area where it could have improved. And I'm just thinking about in the long term, what what kinds of things could make it better? Now, in this last question, the third question, this is really about helping us get into action. We want to do something to help make our dreams come true, right? So this question is, what is one thing you can do right now to get yourself closer to what you would like in the future. Okay, so we, in the second question, we've dreamed a little bit. We thought about how could it be better in the future, right? So maybe, maybe you can think of like at least one or two, maybe three things that would have made your Father's Day experience better this year. So of those couple of things you thought, what would it actually look like if we wanted to make the changes necessary in order to get the kind of holiday that we want to have, 
right? What is something we could realistically do? So, right, in my situation, let's say I was, I, I really didn't even want my partner to be a communication channel. I wanted there to be more distance. I wanted that filter to be somebody who my father doesn't really know because I think my father is going to communicate less with effectively a stranger if they're the kind of, you know, communication channel he has to me. So if I wanted to do that, one thing I could do right now is to start thinking about the friends and close people I have in my life that might be willing to do that, right? Who's somebody I have right now that might be open to that. And of course, I, I might not like go right at this person and be like, hey, would you be this filter for me? Cause like, that's that's probably not the way, right? Right, so, you know, I, I probably need to think about, okay, let, let's say I've got this friend, let's call her Kate. Kate, I, I think that Kate would be willing to do this for me in principle. What would I need to do in order to get her up to speed and, and comfortable with the idea of it? And depending on where my relationship is with Kate, I might need to help her understand, you know, why I'm no contact with my father. I might need to get her to understand the kind of communication that might be coming up into her if she agreed to do this. Right. So I would need to work with Kate some in order to get her to the point where she would be comfortable in doing this role or at least comfortable in telling me that, yes, she wants to or no, she would be uncomfortable with that. So the one thing I could do right now is like start that conversation with Kate. Right. Maybe I go over to my Facebook and open up Messenger. I'd be like, hey, Kate, um, what do you think about grabbing a cup of coffee next week so that we could we could chat about something that's on my mind? I could do that literally right this second. I'm already sitting at my computer. I could just bust that out. Okay. So in this post-holiday debrief, we've got three big things we want to think about. How was this holiday better than previous years? How could it be even better than it is than it was this year? And what's one thing you can do right now to get yourself closer to where you want to be in terms of this holiday? Okay, so those are the three things that I think can really push you from feeling weird about what just happened on the holiday to actually starting to take action in order to get the kind of results that you want for your holiday next year and the year after that and the year after that. I hope that you found this helpful. Um, I am right now looking for some folks to do complimentary coaching sessions with. Um, it's just a totally sales-free one-on-one session with me. We meet for about an hour. If you're interested in that at all, I would highly recommend that you just shoot me an email. It's just empowermentthroughthought at gmail.com. And I would love to help you out to learn a little bit about your journey and really get into the weeds with you a little bit. So thank you so much for listening and I will catch you guys in the next one. Bye-bye.